Heracados, he does a lot of, you know, stuff with us. He trains here regular. He's like, this is his home gym. He's helped right, me yeah. at meets before. The one time I, like, gave him a heavy pour and, like, we didn't get much out of him the whole podcast. He was kind of, like, it was more so of, like, me and, like, some of the OGs of Powerville, like, Tony, you know, Tony yeah, Depot, yeah, yeah. and, like, BK, and, like, BK started sipping on that, and, like, he, I don't know, I don't know if he was just feeling, he's just, like. Shut down? Yeah, he just, like, <laughs> shut down. I was like, all right, Brian's not talking. So, me and Tone carried the talk, but. Nice. All right. We are back. Happy Power with Travis Rogers. If you guys don't know who he is, I don't think you've seen anything as far as powerlifting goes, at least. Guy's a monster. He's been in the game over a decade, right? Like Yeah, about a, a decade, yeah. About a decade, because yeah. I feel like you, you were one of the first people that I kind of seen coming up, and it's been, I don't know, eight years for me. So I think you were already after it, getting after it. So, yeah, it's awesome to have you on the podcast. You've been coming to the gym here every once in a while. You help out with meets here, which is always greatly appreciated, refing. USPA, coaching people, lifting yourself. You did our first meet here, actually. I did. I yeah. did. Yeah, I loved it, man. Yeah. Uh, was... I was talking to some of the guys out there from the, the media uh, crew you got out there, man. This is like my home away from home, man. I love being here. Oh, I yeah. always love uh, invites from you up here. I love refing here. Uh, I loved our first meet, even <laughs> though the, the gym wasn't put together all the way. We still had a really good time. Yeah. Some TVs, middle session, just going out. winged so, it. Like, yeah, it was fun though. It made yeah. it, it made it. It was definitely a fun meet. No, it was um, it was definitely a good time. Turned out way better. I was like, a couple days out, I'm like, what the fuck? This might be a little too soon. But I think that's it's like that with every meet. No matter how many yeah. you throw, no matter how many you host or direct or whatever you want to do, I think you always get the what the fuck like a couple days yeah. out. Yeah, you always sit like I've been I've been figuring that out too. Now that we've had, I think we've had like four or five here now. And each time I'm like feeling a little bit too overconfident and all of a sudden I'm still here at like 4 a.m. the night before the meet trying to like finish things up. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, how did I forget all this shit? And it's like the fourth, fifth time we, we ran a couple over at Conchi too. And it's just like, there's always those things you forget. And you're like, shit. Yeah, no, I actually uh, impressed Jess, my wife, and I definitely impressed some of the other gym members. I think this was the first meet we've had at the cave where I didn't spend one of the previous nights leading up to it in a sleeping bag in the gym like i've asleep in the gym i keep a sleeping bag yeah in there like uh i'll sleep during in between weigh-ins like if it gets too hectic man you're just afraid to leave you want it to go it's that last minute pressure you want it to be perfect you want the lifters happy yep. you know yeah i feel like i wouldn't say all meat directors are like that or like even people that host meets because i feel like i've showed up to a lot of them and i'm like what the fuck like what like you guys just slap this together quickly so that's why i'm always like yeah. i want to see the lifters come in and be like impressed, have a smooth. I don't want, I don't want like anything on our part to negatively affect their day. Right. Yeah. So it's like if there's something you could have pre-thought of or prevented, if like you're taking that measure to make sure, you know, your staff's happy, your crew's happy, your lifters are beyond happy. You want people coming back. And I mean, I yeah. know you experience that on even like a larger scale than I do um, just because your gym's so much bigger than mine. I mean, what do you have here? How many square feet? This is like 16. It's like a little over 16,000. Yeah, altogether. literally four times smaller it's on four thousand square yeah. feet so that was like conchi though i feel yeah. like yeah that was conchi it was it, it makes for the smaller venues or gyms make for crazy energy though i'm yeah, assuming yeah. i haven't i wanted to go i was actually supposed yeah. to go to your meet this past weekend or two weekends ago right uh no it's actually last weekend last we weekend the father's too. yeah father's yeah day. yeah yeah i was supposed to go down there eric competed and i had one of the guys here wanted me to handle him mark 
but I love Eric. Eric killed it. Uh, yeah, he did such an awesome job. It's funny. So leading up to this, and then, like of course I knew you were coaching him. Uh, he promised me he's like, man, like I know you're, you know, you're post op, like you're you're aiming for your first 600 back. He's like, you know, if you if you pull your first 600 back coming up, man, I gotta get this 400. I promise, CT. So like me and him had this whole thing planned out yeah. for like weeks. So it was really cool seeing him to do that, and especially in front of me on the platform. No, yeah, pretty sure I was the head judge for it too. Really? So it was yeah. really, it was really cool being able nine to see for that. nine. He crushed it. That yeah, was he awesome. Did. He trains at your gym every once in a while? He, he comes or? down probably, like, I get to see Eric, like, once a month. But since he's been helping out so much with my team and with Bobby's, I get to see him pretty often now. So it's been nice, man. Like, um, a lot of the people, like, I've done um, practicals with and under me who have learned stuff from me, it's really nice because, like, you always think even though they're further away, you're not going to get to, like, really bond and see those people anymore. But, honestly, it's been the opposite. Like, I'll meet them once, do the practical, we become tight, and then it's like, dude, I, you pop up everywhere. Like, I'm actually going to see Eric tomorrow. He's helping out spot and loading at uh, DOC, like, 30 minutes away. So I'm yeah. like, cool, man, see you next weekend. Like, it's it's really tight-knit. No, yeah. Before we kind of jump into that, because I wanted to get into – the topic of kind of like I've seen you post before about people giving back to the sport and stuff like that. I think that's a really good topic. Let's just touch on like what got you into powerlifting in the first place if people don't or aren't familiar. Um, so actually, and this is kind of like an ironic thing you asking me like uh, how I got into powerlifting, especially like uh, tonight. So um, Rob's over there probably smiling because he said he's like, I know you talk about what you did tonight when I, I am going to talk about what I did tonight. Um, so one of the things that got me in powerlifting, uh, when I decided to get sober and clean, um, it was really, uh, and now that I look back on it, I've written articles on this for Elite FTS. Um, it's really sick because you kind of think of like you're you're literally swapping one addiction for another because yeah. you know, you know, working out to some people is working out, and I rarely classify what we do as working out, you know, to a normal onlooker, but like. You know, you, you build past the point where it's it's not just training anymore and it's like, it's, you know, a glorified hobby, but it becomes your life and you're, you're willing to, to do anything, to give anything for it. And so I decided like when I got into powerlifting, um, you know, if it had given me that chance and given me that option of a way out of, you know, drinking and drugs that like, that it gave me a second chance that I'd be fine with it if it took me back out the same way. Yeah. So I really decided that, you know, you know, a lot of people are like, you're fucking crazy. You know, why, why would you be risking being, you know, hurt again already? Like you're pulling crazy weight, like this many posts, I, dude, like, uh, and I do care. Like, I don't want to get hurt. I want to be there for my friends. I want to be there for the gym, the family, the wife, the everything. But like, at the same time, like if you were willing to give, if that give, if that gave you everything in the first place, there's some part of you that has to be willing to allow to be all taken away by the same, same way, man. Yeah. And that's how I feel about powerlifting. Like I'd, you know, if, you know, if you had let that bar fucking crush me to death instead of tear both my quads, I know every single one of my people at my gym would have said, well, he fucking went out doing exactly the way he wanted to. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's true. I mean, trading one for the other, I think it definitely worked out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's no. a much better uh, escape, I would imagine. For sure. Um, yeah, obviously, it's just going from one extreme to the next. But, you know, you're getting stronger. It does a lot. Just stress relief brings people together, which is a huge thing for me. Is yeah, like and I, the community. Know, as equally, that's a huge thing for me. And I think uh, – and I've said this before, and I'm not, like, trying to blow smoke up your ass or anything. Um, 
but I've told many people, like, you're one of the few people, especially on the East Coast and Eastern Shore, like, me personally, I look up to as someone who's equally, like, giving back to the community, who's, like, doing good in the community with powerlifting, who's bringing people together, who gives a fuck, and it's hard to find people like that, so... Yeah, uh, again, that. no smoke up the ass, but from me to you, man, I really appreciate what you do being down here, allowing me to come work your events, uh, throw meets where a lot of your people come and yeah. put on shows, man. Like, I appreciate that. No, for sure. I appreciate that. Coming from you obviously means a lot. You've been in the game a long time. And yeah, I think that's just, I don't know, for me, that's what it's all about. I, I literally have probably said this story so many times, even on here, but what got me kind of hooked was I wanted to compete in something. I enjoyed lifting, but the first meet I went to had no fucking clue what I was doing. And a few of the guys there, you could tell, were like, oh, geez, like they've been in it a while. Kind of like took me under their wing a little bit, just literally gave me a little bit of guidance, meant the world, had a fun day, good experience. And from there, I was like, damn, this is sick. Like, you get hooked, man. Yeah, you never, you get hooked. never like forget your first meet. I love yeah. that. Like, and I, that, I think that's probably one of my favorite parts of like hosting meets, especially at your own gym. It's like, um, and these two, uh, I got my friends uh, Tim Brown and Rob Jaddick up in here with us on the couch. What? I, lo I love your last name. It's a good last name. <laughs> um, uh, came down with me to, you know, hang out, have fun here at Power Build, and we love coming down here. But um, I think one of the biggest things for me, especially as a, as a host, as a meet director, as a state chairman, is like, you know, you meet these kids and it's it's funny because you'll you know i'll be working the event as well as hosting but like you know you're taking a kid back you're you can tell they're super nervous they just checked in their gear with you you know and you're taking them back to weigh in and they're like oh you know oh, it's crazy being at, at your places this is my first meet and they're so like gun shy and it's like do you never forget that shit yeah like and i always wanted to be that person like okay so if it was flipped you know like wouldn't you want your first meet to be was like if someone if you looked up to someone they were like dude that guy was a shit like that dude weighed yeah. me in he treated yeah. me like a normal person like he shot the shit with me i fucking signed a kid shoe today in <laughs> here would, yeah. in here like i was like what like i've signed some belts and stuff like yeah. you know and i've never you know i've never been big on stuff like that like i'm just a i'm just a dude with a bunch of fucking tattoos he likes to lift like just yeah. like a lot of people maybe not all the tattoo part but yeah. um He's like, dude, you got to sign my shoes. And I'm like, they're brand new. You sure, man? Like, I felt guilty. And uh, <laughs> so he wanted me to sign his shoe. But, I mean, it was just I've met people in the sport who I used to look up to when I was, you know, in the 80, 181s. And it was just like, they're fucking dog shit. Dude, their personalities were dog shit. The way they carried themselves was dog shit. And, like, I never wanted to be that person. Like, yeah. I wanted to, if somebody fucking respected me for something as simple as fucking picking up weights, like, why would you want to crush that for them, man? Yeah. Like, just, dude, just be treat people the way you want to fucking be treated. And, I mean, it's so played out, but, like. It's the, no, it's like the golden rule. That's it a, it like, truly is, man. It's I've just always, like, it's like, that's how I try and treat everyone. You know what I mean? Like, give respect to get respect. Treat everyone how you want to be treated. Like, the most cliche thing. But it's like, I feel like that's, like, the golden rule to life. Like, in the gym, out of the gym, whatever it may be. And it's like, some people just. They miss that or they forget dude, that. It's, it's unreal the amount of people that yeah. miss that, especially in our sport. Yeah. Like, dude, this is a glorified hobby. None yeah. of us are out here making bank off of this. I know, like, yeah. Why, why would you be addicted to someone? Big league people, yeah. yeah it's just yeah. like, come on, man. Like, Yeah, and, I, and just to you know, go back to the first meet that you did here, that was the one thing I noticed because like, I would see a lot of people coming up to you. I was like, kind of like, man, like I hope like they don't like – 
bum rush him the whole time. I'm like, I know you're trying to do some crazy things. You want to focus, but like, I just seen you taking everything in stride. And that's what I was like, all right, this dude's like a one in my list. You know what I mean? Cause I there's not a lot of people like that. You know, it, it seems to be hit or miss. I've met some people and I'm like, damn, they're cool as fuck. And then I meet the other half. And I'm like, I don't, know, I don't really care for them too much. So it seems like it can go either way. Sometimes like people hitting these crazy numbers and maybe they're getting some of the Instagram hype kind of goes to their head a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. So, Actually, uh, I wrote an article for Elite right after that meet, your first one here. And uh, I think one of the pictures that posted up with it was of me and Sergi yeah. sitting next to each other yeah. on the bench. And he told me, he was like, dude, like that was like an unreal experience for me as like a young junior lifter, like sitting next to you on a bench and you just being like, what's up, dude? And like, how's your day going? Like just shooting the shit with yeah. you. And then he saw his picture next to me on Elite and was like, bro, that's fucking, that's so cool. Yeah. And I was like, man, like, why wouldn't I want that? Yeah. There? Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, who knows? Like, I mean, he's been getting after it for a while, but like, I feel like ever since that meet, I feel like he's also killing just it. Fucking killing it. Dude, he's nutty. a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal. He won, um, best lifter and best junior lifter at my meet last weekend. Yeah. Took Vinny. home an extra 200 cash. Like it was yeah. like a thousand dollars worth of, uh, sponsorship prizes, man. I said, go take your boys out to dinner, man. Like <laughs> he had a good crew with them and, and oh, they yeah. were all from your gym and everyone from your gym was super respectable. Yeah. Nice. Talk to me the whole time. Thanked oh, yeah. me a bunch. Like, dude, That's nonstop. Good. Yeah, you're raising them right, man. You got a good crew, just, man. Regardless, like, how close I am to some of them, I feel like just, like, the culture that we've always tried to, like, breed from Conchi till, till now is just, like, the respect aspect, you know, just presenting yourself in, like, a, you know, respectable manner. Like, all the hype's great. All the hype's always fun especially Sergio, he knows how to bring it, but at the same time, like, comes in always, shakes hands, how's it going, thanks, for, yeah. thanks, Colin, like, thanks for, you know, just even coming through. I'm like, dude, thank you, man. I'm yeah. just glad that, you're here. And that was said at our meet as well, and I yeah. told him that. I said, dude, like, you're, as despite how young you are, despite how fresh you're in the sport and how good you are already, you're not letting that go to your head. I saw him, you know, talk to each lifter, shake hands, shake hands with me, like, very respectable and, like, Dude, that's what you I want to see. Like, I love that about some of the guys in the newer generation. I, I hope that continues, man, because yeah. you do see a lot of the young guys, you know, 18 to 23, like, really headstrong and fired up. And it, it sucks, man, because you don't want other kids their age looking at that and be like, oh, well, this is how you're supposed to carry yourself yeah. in the sport, because it's not. Yeah. No, and you, you definitely do see some of that. Um, I feel like, you know, again, for me, I'm, I'm always kind of – focused on and what's going on in here I feel like it's been pretty good and I think again that just bleeds down from like hopefully myself the team we have here when you come through all, all of the big lifters that come through I feel like at the end of the day are just good people yeah Dan Griggs comes through all the time you got Nabil and Roman and all that crew yeah. they're all you know fun to be around so that makes a huge difference and I think you know I actually you, just uh um personally invited Nabil back oh for really October because uh, I know he was trying to pull seven, and there were some questionable calls on his second attempt. Yeah. And I said, hey, man, like, I'm going to extend this offer to you. Come back and do it the right way. Come back and get the number you're after, and it'll be in front of me and two other gray shirts. Like, no bullshit. Like, best judges we got. Like, no one will fucking question anything. Yeah. And he was like, dude, for real? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. That kid competes like every weekend. He does. That's why I knew he would accept it. But like, I told him no pressure. But he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm coming." Um, So I like, I mean, that was cool. Him, but um, I don't know, man. You just have a good atmosphere here, and it was funny. So me and Rob were driving up. um, I've actually been driving again for like two weeks. I got cleared to drive, so that's been nice to have a little freedom. Um, 
but we were talking on the way here. Uh, the last time I was here, I squat uh, 717 for a triple PR. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then I went and had on a really awesome meet for Bobby over um, Browns. Yeah, it's Browns Winter Winter Classic. That was a fun meet, man. It was snowing, like it was like everything like about you as like a little kid that gets you hyped up. Like yeah. it was snowing, and the the meet was called Winter Classic. And you're like, fuck yeah, this is out. It's like when it snows on Christmas. Yeah. You're like, it just feels right. Like, yeah, I was really hyped for that meet. So, um, no, nah, man, I had a great meet. Uh, Tim Brown was with me, and it's, it's we talked a lot too. And it's like, I met uh, I met Tim. Tim, if you want to say something, you you can. If you don't, you can you can be quiet. Whatever you want to do, whatever you feel you're comfortable <laughs> with. I'm all, ears. all right. Um, so like, I met Tim uh, through my buddy Gray, and me and Tim have become very close. I'm not not afraid to show some some man love, um, but. Uh, we met at a really interesting time because, like, I had totaled, like, 1940, and it was relatively conservative. And, like, you know, I was really – everyone's like, you know, you know, 2K is, like, you're really approaching 2K raw. And uh, and then, of course, I had this, like, crazy accident. So Tim has literally met me and seen and worked with me because um, I programmed him. But has seen me at, like, my peak, watched me fucking destroy both my legs. And then uh, – Watch me pull my first 700 post out tonight. tonight. Yeah. So I mean, my man, my man's seen some shit already. We've been through a lot already. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember the first day back in uh, our gym, I was still in a wheelchair, and uh, this motherfucker, like, it was so hard for me to watch anyone squat. Like even the even like 135, like it was. It's like PTSD, man. Like I yeah. just you keep hearing those noises. Yeah. And. Uh, he, he was four weeks out from a meet, and I'm in there a wheelchair, like, like bracing the wheelchair, watching him, because I'm so fucking terrified to, like, watch anybody do anything. But I stayed in the room, and I watched him, and... Uh, he tried to wheel out on me, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was trying really hard to wheel wheel away from it. But, um, man, it was just so... Uh, I remember that day. It was so hard for all of us, like, Tim and Rob and, like, you know... A guy like me who, like, you know, we're close, we're friends, like, somebody they look up to as a powerlifter, like, um, just seeing me so fucking helpless, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, I, and I know it's equally as hard on my wife, like, you know, here's the, literally your husband and also one of the strongest dudes you know, and he fucking can't wipe his ass by himself, he can't walk, he can't do shit, you know? And then when they told me, like, you know, you're probably going to have problems, like, walking for the rest of your life, like, it's not going to be the same, like... You know, it was, that was hard shit to swallow going from, like, you know, top 10 in the world for the last four years yeah. to approaching 2K to fucking watching all that get taken away. I mean, I watched six inches off of both quads in three weeks in the hospital. Like, the atrophy was, like, fucking unreal. Um, it's terrifying, man. And it was, like, it's fucking hard, dude. I, I, think it was, I think it was harder on me knowing, <laughs> knowing how hard it was on everybody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like... I know they look at me and they want me to be that guy. And I'm just like, you know, fuck, fuck being that guy for me. Like I need to be that guy for everybody else. And I think that was the hardest part of a lot of it was like, you know, like how, how do you be that fucking guy for people when you just feel like you don't fucking have anything left, man? Yeah. It's fucking Well, tough. I think you come back the way that you did. Yeah. I think and you I th did exactly <laughs> what yeah. you're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, no, I, I think I did. But I mean, a lot of that was like, you know, that was always in my head. Like, you know, especially with Tim and Rob and, like, a bunch of the other younger guys. Like, yo, like, you got to. I felt like when you were down, you, you lived through the rest of the 
Yeah. yeah. No, it truly did, man. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, the team aspect's huge. Yeah, it's crazy. You guys have an awesome team. But just so for the listeners, if they didn't know, so what what exactly happened? So you tore both so, quads. So, uh, yeah, so I just got into um, – so after the 1940 total at Brown's Gym, um, I, I don't – uh, I think Rob's calling you through the window. Um, I don't think anyone's beaten that for uh, this year yet. So, I, but I know we have American Pro coming up, so someone's gonna knock me down a few pegs, which is which is cool. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's really cool to know that that total's still standing right now, and I did it before I got hurt because it is so early in the year, um, and it gives me a chance to rebuild. So hopefully, enter that again next year. That'll yeah. be that'll be some shit if I do that. You know, without skipping a year. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> But uh, I just got into single ply um, through my friends uh, Micah Moreno and um, uh, Amber Alice, two people I'm, you know, I really look up to, um, not only because they also give it back and do a lot for the sport. Like, Micah's fucking killing it, dude. Shout out to my boy uh, Micah right now just because so much he's doing with the WRPF. And, like, yes, I know I work for the USPA. Yes, I know I run USPA meets, but, like, I've competed in, you know, other feds, had fun at other feds, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to respect anyone who is doing more for the sport. I don't yeah. give a fuck in what feds you're in, you know, what gym you own. Like, if you're doing right by the lifters and you're doing right for your sport, I'm going to respect the fuck out of that. And I respect that, man. Same, yeah. No, Micah made a good point. I was, I think I was, like, listening to him talk on Instagram. We're actually going out to Vegas. We're going to be hanging out with him a little bit, get him on the podcast as well. But Hell yeah. it was more so just, like, him, he just made, like, a really good point as far as, like regardless of the federation at the end of the day there could be a hundred feds that that just makes more availability for people to get into the sport yeah exactly so so like people think it's like separating diluting the sport when in actuality it's inviting more in mm -hmm. now if you have fed loyalty then of course that's when you people see people with the problem and stuff like that but at the same time i agree with you man it's it's more invitation for more lefters to get involved in the sport yep and they all have the regional kind of like exactly you know, yeah there's more pull for different feds in different areas where yeah. it's more populated um but i mean uh me and him have always been close and like uh he used to actually coach me yeah. a long long time ago um we had a little falling out talk some shit to each other yeah and became friends again um and actually, he's the one that just helped me print my new singlets. So we're, we're very tight again. Nice. Um, yeah, he's a good dude. Um, oh, yeah. But, of course, he had, you know, multiple surgeries on both knees. And fucking yeah, I remember that. same thing, man, came back and is fucking crushing He it. looks nutty right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unreal, dude. And the, his ability to switch in between raw to single to multiply and just like, hey, what day of the week it is. Like, and he'll just fucking jump in a suit and bang out some shit. And you're yeah. like, God damn. Like, that ability to switch between technical skill is Dude, I, I've I've challenged other people to find few people that rival him in that area. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, I've never seen anyone else do it like that. No, and uh, and again, I respect him because, you know, one of my big goals was, well, I've had top ten in raw, I've had top ten in wraps, I want to do top ten in in gear and hold all three divisions at one time, like a top ten spot, and that yeah. was the goal when I got in single ply right before I got hurt. So, um, I'm really gonna try to fucking push that in december when when will you be like fully cleared i mean i mean the guy pulled 700 tonight if you guys listening just to (laughs) kind of give an idea of how fast he's come back what 14 weeks right 14 weeks post-op today on the dot crazy yeah Yeah. um so i squat for the first time um 
this past Tuesday under supervision of two PTs. It was a loaded bar. Then we had a blue on there, so it was 143. Uh, for three to a high box, no knee sleeves, no nothing. Um, looked good, felt good. I think mentally the aspect is very difficult, but it's very weird the way your body develops and changes, you know, post really traumatic injury like that. Like, so now um, I've always been super narrow. So like I pull conventional, uh, pretty narrow, and then I squat really narrow. So like my carryover between squat and deadlift has always been great because it's literally almost the identical stance. Yeah. Um, but now everything is, feels better wide as far as squat goes. So now like, hmm. I'm very interested to see how that's going to play out, especially now that I'm in, you know, equipped gear. Suit, yeah, because most guys that are in suits like, are wide. They, yeah, they're like always super wide. Yeah, yeah. Like. So, uh, and I, I pay special attention to Amber Alice too, like, because she's one of those people who can also flip in between raw. Like she did, um, she did the showdown raw, mm-hmm. and then she flipped and she just squat like fucking. 800 pounds multiply Jesus. in in comp. So like, she's, she's a badass too. That's man. crazy. So like two people I super admire. Uh, and then of course I talked to, uh, Emery Mullen a lot who went through the same exact injury, um, double quad tear. Um, I want to say he'll probably correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say it's like been a year and a half, two years, but he's hitting all time PRs, like not post-surgery PRs, but all time squat PRs now Damn. in like the seven hundreds and shit. So like, that motherfucker gave me hope, and he he messaged me and was like, you're fucking eons farther than I was at that point. So he's like, bro, you're going to fucking come back and demolish all this shit. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's wild, having, like, people like that. That way you can kind of see what, what's possible, and then you're even kind of pushing those limits a little bit. Yeah, so. I'd say I'm pushing a little. I'm sure yeah. my uh, I'm waiting for the text message from my PT. He's probably going to – I told Tim he's going to shit a brick and then a brick on top of that, and by the end of the night he probably built a whole brick house and shit. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's pretty uh, pretty uptight a little bit about that. But I shout-out to Gian, uh Big Daddy G. He loves it when I call him that. Um, that man has helped me, and I'm grateful for our friendship and him You know, really helping put me back together. He's um, out of Maryland? Maryland, he's at um, right and right next to my gym in Pivot in Salisbury. So my wife was going to this uh, really awesome lady named Tanya that started it. And then uh, he was working under her. And then um, Tanya was working under Nick Kyle, which was the other guy spotting me in the recent video. So, like, we have, like, a really good team circle of PTs that know us really well. Um, and, dude, like, the support from them, uh, Kabuki, like, yeah. dude, Chris Duffin, holy fucking shit, dude. Um so they agreed. Apparently, they had been talking about sponsoring me for Kabuki um, before I got hurt. They're like, we should get this guy. And then when they saw me get hurt and just fucking keep going, they're like, oh, fucking seals the deal. Like, yeah. let's, let's get this guy. Dude, Chris hit me up. We did a Zoom call together. And, like, the next thing I know, like, he's like, here's this guy's number. Here's this guy's number. Uh, this shit's on the way to your house. Like, cr- creams and, like, protocols and like dude you name it like this man's like we're fucking get you a one like that's crazy. shout out to kabuki strength chris Stuffin, uh that whole team charlie um janice kyle young yeah uh those guys have been um fucking amazing and i've just had a super grateful between not only my team at home but like my pts and stuff but also like kabuki strength like i had an amazing team of people helping me fucking that you know believe in this as much as i do and want to see me fucking set the world on fire again yeah. hopefully <laughs> so yeah all my interactions with them has, have been really good as well see them at some meets like kyle uh charlie well i've always like talked to charlie we're like always ordering their stuff 
Dude, I she's a badass, man. Yeah, she, she, killed, yeah, she killed drug like, tests and nationals, yeah. man. She always does, though. She killed the year before, too, before I really knew her that well. I was like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah I didn't she, even know it was her. And then, like, afterwards, we actually grabbed one of their bars from the warm-up room. They're like, yeah, we don't want to ship these back. Like, they're for sale. I'm like, I'll take one. Yeah, yeah. And now she's like, Actually, oh, uh, Chop was just telling Chop, me that. Yeah, he, yeah. like, ran off the platform, like, second attempt. was like, here's my Venmo. And then, like, <laughs> yeah. ran back and, like, bought a on-sale used Kabuki bar. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's cool, though. She was really cool. But uh, just while we're on that subject, man, uh, shout out to Kyle Young, who's been fucking amazing to me. Um, I wish him the best right now. He just had back surgery. Oh, really? Um, he had, like, fluid leaking from a disc on his back. Damn. So uh, my thoughts are with him. And it's – he's been uh, – we're so we're writing my programming together right now. So he's co- coaching me. Yeah. So we're like, Some, yeah, like we're working together in, in a, yeah. a big capacity and it's like, and he knows my thoughts on other people coaching me. So like that was a big leap for me. Mm-hmm. So it took a lot of trust for me to do that because I've been programming myself for quite a while. Um, but it's been really, really good. And, uh, I just want to say he's been an awesome dude. Actually, um, that's one of the reasons I wore the suit I wore tonight. That's Kyle's old suit. Oh, really? Yeah, he shipped me that suit, and we smuggled my big ass into it tonight. <laughs> and it was fucking tight, but uh, it worked good. So uh, it was pretty uncomfortable. So it fit right. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's one thing I always like found interesting about all the suits. Like, how do you like, how do you know which one you're gonna wear? Like, is there like different different uh, like strengths or I guess like yeah? So so single ply is literally single ply material and it's usually made of like canvas polyester blends. Um, so like tonight I wore Inzer Fusion and it's single ply, but they can make the same suit but you can like custom order it. So like you can get like two ply front and one ply back, hmm. um, which makes it of course multi. Yeah. So it has to be one ply and approved, especially for feds like USPA and stuff to be count as single ply. Um, and of course, single ply, you can't wear the additional like briefs under the suit, yeah. right? Or else it makes it multiple layers. Um, so I've been primarily pulling in either a single ply suit from Titan or Inzer. Uh, I pull in this red one I like a lot. I got to get the straps hemmed up. So the rule is like if you, you can't cut the strap, but if you pinch it and make like a tab mm-hmm. and sew under the tab and it keeps a little, little whoopie doo up top, yeah. uh, it's still legal. Right, so it doesn't it doesn't fold over itself and make it multiple plies. Gotcha. So you can hem your suits and stuff as long as you keep it within the rule book limits. Hmm. Um, so my mom's actually a seamstress on the side, besides owning a dog boarding kennel. There you go. Yeah, so she's like, I found some industrial thread on Amazon. I was like, sweet, <laughs> we're gonna hem the shit out of this. So she's gonna do uh, my red suit for me. But uh, I, I really like the uh, the fusion I pulled in tonight. But a lot of people have been asking me about. Um, pulling conventional in like a LUP. So LUP is like the Inzer Leviathan, which is extremely popular because it's, it's very adjustable. It fits like multiple weight classes. So like a large, you can fit from like, I don't know, like 170 to like 200 because it has laces on the side, like a corset. Yeah. So you can like crank them. And then on top of that, you can adjust the Velcro straps up top. It's not like a one strap, like a single ply suit. So like, it's very similar to like, uh, I wouldn't say similar, but like for lack of a better like explanation. Um, so like, you know, if somebody was going to use in classic raw like wraps and like they take their opener and they'd have like, <clears throat> like a loose wrap. Yeah. And maybe they didn't do one revolution. Mm-hmm. She was kind of chilling. And then the second one, they tighten up. And then the third one, they fucking crank that bitch. Yeah. Well, the Velcro straps were just like that. So like the first one you can kind of like do up. The second one, you kind of pull through. 
And the third one, you fucking strangle yourself with. And it'll give you more pop, but the question is, can you bend over and get to the bar? So, like, uh, a lot of people have been asking me, like, you know, they've been watching me deadlift raw for a long time. They're like, why are you doing this, like, foot thing? Well, I've been watching a lot of taller power lifters who pull conventional in suits, and they roll their one foot to get their underhand under the bar and then put their foot back. And it creates the pressure and tension for you to take the slack out before you pull it. Hmm. Sucks ass. Super uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like your hips are maybe like a little higher than normal too. Is that? Like yeah. Yeah. And that's quads? probably, yeah. It comes to the quads. And I mean, I've always been a more like stiff legged puller. Yeah. Like, you know, I get people talking mad shit like, oh, you have a fucking back you're, and you're shit like that. You're going to break your back. Yeah. 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 My back's fucking fine. My legs are what's the problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I broke those already. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, yeah. I fucked those up. Um, real good. But uh, no, I mean, uh, my transition from like a, a like I don't I don't know I don't I fucking hate labels and shit but like an elite level like raw lifter into uh, ply single and multi has been uh, fucking incredible, dude. Um, you see me I'm wearing my shirt my black flag boys from Delaware uh, Aaron Schulenberg and Bricker you guys are my fucking boys. Uh, I went to a bench seminar with Bruce Mason. They had like a shirted seminar. They raised four hundred bucks cash to we gave away at King of the Cave like. These dudes have been not, and not just them, anyone I've met in multiply and single ply, it's been like, it's such a small click in the sport. Yeah. But it's like, they understand and know it's small. But dude, it, they've been so much more welcoming than I'd say the raw lifters have been. Really? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, See, no, I, seriously. I, I, I always, you know, I, I haven't really got a chance to like interact with a ton of people who have done like multiply or like single ply even, but. I've always like felt like maybe, I don't know. I didn't know if they were a little more standoffish because like you know they'll typically avoid like a normal gym. They typically have like the small gym yeah. where they kind of get together. Like I'm the, sure you don't get a lot of ply lifters in here, right? Yeah, like I, I probably can count on one hand. I'm, easy. I'm sure. Yeah. No. So like uh, I was hanging from the mono. Yeah. I was telling yeah. you I was hanging from the mono, like putting my straps on, like literally suspending myself in the air when digging my hips down on my suit, and this guy's like, "Yo." uh what's what's singlets that i'm like one you don't want to fucking be in dude <laughs> and he was like are you okay i was like right now <laughs> yeah and then like i take it off and my nipples are like rubbed off pretty much and like you yeah. have cuts in your armpits and shit i mean it hurts but like i think if you adapt to like it's kind of like that tolerance you build with wraps like the first couple times you wear wraps you're like man this fucking sucks and then you kind of build a tolerance to it and then you can kind of chill in them for a while and then you're eventually like yeah it's fucking wraps this is what i do and you're just chilling it I think suits are obviously much more complicated than that, but I think it's a very similar thing. And yeah. I think uh, I'm getting a lot of praise from many people of like trying to bring more attention as a raw lifter to the equipped side. Because I think, uh, especially like with the younger generation, you know, they think like equipped lifting is just like a bunch of really fat, out of shape guys that need suits to be strong. And it's like, it's totally not the case, man. It's like, I would say a really good comparison, and I've had a lot of people agree with this, is like raw and classic raw is like getting really, really strong with good technique, mm -hmm. right? And that's how you're going to put up your best totals. Equipped gear lifting is more like doing that and getting very strong and technically skilled, but then relearning how to do it in a really fucking tiny box yeah. because your margin for error is gone. Like, yeah, it seems like people will literally, like, in a meet, you'll see somebody miss their first attempt because uh, it's like a technique yeah, thing. Yeah. Second attempt, something goes wrong. Yeah. Then all the third attempt, they'll, like, fucking smoke it. You're like, what just happened? Yeah, it's just and like it's, the, technique it's was... the margin for error is gone. Like, 
you're either going to touch that bitch down at the appropriate place or you're going to dump the fucking bar or like you're going to cinch that suit up to make it pop off the floor or you're going to pass out fucking bending over to get to it. Like, I mean, it's very like you have to learn to be strong in the equipment. And I think a lot of people, you know, don't give that credit. Plus, a lot of them don't understand the pain threshold. Yeah. Like single ply is like cuts and bruises and like your skin falling off. And then like multiply is like slowly being suffocated to death. So, so are, <laughs> so you're mainly doing single ply right now. Um, so I'm kind of in a conundrum right now. Cause I signed up for a meet in uh, November. I'm doing my first gear meet in November already doing Micah's uh, freaks come out at night. I'm going to do the night meet. He's, and he's like, you're going to do the night meet. It's going to be like 40 people. And you're going to be the only one in a fucking suit. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm going to have the most fun. Yeah. And my buddy, uh, Trey has signed up for it. So we're just going to like go have a blast and like, I don't give a fuck. Is it in Vegas? No, no, it's in, uh, I think it's going to be the same place they're doing American Pro oh, in okay. Virginia, so it's not too far away. Nice. Um, but so I've, I really like my multi-ply shirt, but I really like my single-ply deadlift suit. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, if I can get the single-ply shirt I just got to work out for me, I'll probably go single-ply. Um, if not... I'm going to ball out and multiply because I already know I can pull in the LUP, which many people are like, how the fuck are you getting down to the floor in the LUP? Because I have double ply Inzer Predator briefs on mm. plus the laced up suit and it's still bending over to get to the floor with a belt on. And people are like, how? How? Damn. Like, wow. yeah, because yeah, I'm five foot five. Um, <laughs> that's how. And I'm learning the foot roll. But um, yeah. <laughs> We are not five foot six, and I, I say we because we are, we are not fucking five six, dude, at all. Um, <laughs> uh, no, we were actually laughing because uh, me and Rob were doing back the rest of the day, and we were gonna use your your seal row. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you're literally gonna have to like p- pick me up and put me on top of it like a child. <laughs> and then a B was like, dude, it's got a it's got a fucking ladder. And I was like, I see that. That's embarrassing for a lot of people that I'm not gonna use a ladder to do this. So, but it, it worked out because Rob had to literally. Um, do a pull down for your lat pull down to give it to me to operate the rest of the day in hey, front of a shitload I, of people. So I it's, see that happen a lot. Is, I'm sure a lot of people are like, Oh, that's fucking adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that large tattooed man getting help from his tall friend. So yeah, tall friends are important in the sport. Gotta have so, it. Teamwork yeah. makes a dream work. Yes. Yes. You need tall friends. Um, Tim, you are not a tall friend. <laughs> you are a friend. <laughs> you are not five, six. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's been awesome. I, I'm I'm really just having a good time, and I think the whole uh, injury has really like changed my perception of like what I want to do in the sport. But more of less like the route I'm willing to take. Like I still want to do 2K raw. Mm-hmm. Like I still want to go back to raw lifting. I still want to do classic raw. That's my passion. I loved it. I was doing you know I did well at it. Um, I'm just taking the scenic route. Yeah. I'm gonna gonna go explore through the mountains and shit in some equipped gear first. No, yeah, I respect the hell out of that. I mean, most people who have like let alone uh, an injury like you had, even even smaller so I have like clients that like roll their ankle and they're like, oh, I'm out, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to come back. I'm like I'm like, You twisted your ankle, man. Like you're gonna be good. Like <laughs> yeah, just yeah, take the weekend be, off. You'll like, be okay. You'll make it yeah, through, man. No, it's been wild seeing you come back so quick and like yeah, the respect level, it was already very high, but obviously this is a whole nother level, man. It's been crazy to see, but um, I wanted to touch on, I seen like you have the Papa Bear Foundation as well. Yeah, yeah. We got to touch on that yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so, uh, and again, a very appropriate time to do this. Um, 
we just had a drop this last Friday and uh, I usually do my online drops like Friday. And usually if we have a meet, I'll do a booth and stuff. But like obviously this weekend was so crazy because it was our first two day event. We did day yeah. one uh, tested, day two untested. So it was a full weekend at the cave plus weigh-ins on Friday plus the online drop on Friday. So it was fucking bananas. Yeah. And then Monday and Tuesday I packed orders. Damn. So <laughs> I was busy, dude. Um, but shout out to everybody who bought the new shirts, who bought the new singlet, who bought the new hat. Man, I really, really appreciate it. Um, I already donated $1,000 of that to feed kids at my school district for oh, the yeah. food pantry because I work at a high-needs school district. So uh, food trucks and shit, and many qualify, 90% uh, free breakfast, free lunch. So it's it's really hard for a lot of kids in our area. So I'll make sure that happens. And then uh, I just donated another um, almost 600 bucks to Jimmy Kolb. Um, He's on uh, Team Anderson with Alice or Amber, um, and he does the Kolb Strong Scholarship. So what they do is they take a thousand dollars. Every thousand dollars they get, they make a beginner like package for a lifter in need, and hmm. like help sponsor basically a lifter, a lifter for a year. So I just helped him reach his his three K for his. So they got three kids already. Yeah. So that's sweet. Yeah. So if anyone's wondering where all the fucking money goes. It's not at my house or cave. <laughs> it is gone. Because uh, we were just talking to your, um, we were just talking to Corey, and he was like, do you have a video guy for uh, for uh, October? I'm like, no, nah, man, we usually have photographers. I was like, I got to ask you, though, how much you charge? Because your man's, uh, that money is fucking gone, bro. We are giving it away. <laughs> so uh, between the charity and, like, buying some more stuff for, like, October, um, and then, of course, like, a lot of people don't understand, like, especially with 501c3s and charities like it's just like a business like mm -hmm. you got to make money to give money it's yeah. not like uh, you sign up for a fucking charity and the government's like here's all this money to give to the kids and no, like that's yeah. not how it fucking works dude like i have to design all the shit find a way to print it all and still make money and pay for all that shit yeah and then make sure everything else works still and like people don't understand that they think you just like have They're like, yeah, money. you just make shirts and then yeah, you just make throw sure money you, at yeah, you. Yeah, you, you just get all this money away. I'm like, oh, yeah. No, yeah. it's just like a business. Like, if you fucking sink the ship, no kids get fed. Yeah. No lifters get their shit they need. Like, that's how this works. So. No, that's cool, though. I mean, we should, uh, I don't know, we should talk more about that so we can do something. I feel like get involved in some way. Yeah, like, absolutely, man. Yeah, we'll definitely do something. Speaking that of that, um, I do want to get a, I got to get a blue dad hat from you. I saw him. I didn't know you had oh, blue. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. blue up there. I got to grab one before I leave. We can make that Big, happen. big summer dad hat. Beanie, <laughs> beanies all the rest of the way, though. Yeah. Um, I'm upset it's summer and I can't wear beanies anymore. It's it's hot, bro. It's hot. Yeah, it's a little Backwards hot. dad hat, you know. We'll get you to Forgot my hat. new balances today. <laughs> um, What else were we going to talk about? Uh... I know you had some questions people asked you. Yeah, let's definitely hit on the Instagram before we forget. So, obviously, we always like to do the little Q&A with our guests. So, let's see. I got a few here. A couple of good ones. Hold on. Right before you ask that question, before I forget, because I know I wanted to fucking say this. Um, for all the people who are making uh, fucking talk mad shit on meats, talk mad shit on judging calls, it wasn't directed to you. I know I looked over at you. It wasn't you. <laughs> Uh, I thought you, you like looked away like I was talking to you. <laughs> Is he talking to me? No, man. He's like, no, it's you, man. Um, for all the people talking mad shit on meets, talking mad shit on judges and calls, bro, the sport only works if you fucking donate your time and you donate your money. OK, 
Okay, all these people want to claim, um, oh, give back to your sport to do this. Fucking competing doesn't count. Don't worry. I like to fucking compete too. Do I count that as giving back? Fuck no, that's for you, right? So if you're going to bitch and whine, put your fucking money and your time where your mouth is. Volunteer to be a rep. Volunteer to do staff and loading. If you want to bitch about those things, be the change that needs to happen, man. Like, there's only so many me's and CT's to fucking go around. Like, we need more of us motherfuckers. Like, we need help. So, like, yeah. if you want to make this sport better, if you want to make judgment calls, if you want to be a ref, you can actually fucking sit with me and take your fucking practical. Um, make it happen, man. It just sucks because, like, I see so many people like you, like me, uh, like Alex Luxler, like Micah, who are going out of their fucking way to try to make things special for lifters. And then other motherfuckers that only compete bitching and whining and trying to drag them through the fucking dirt. And yeah. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, no. You don't I, got anything to fucking contribute except running your fucking mouth. Yeah, and it's always, you know, I, I hate when it's, like, somebody who's, like, kind of newer to the sport as well. Like, they don't even know any better. They're making, like, they're making like uh, posts about refs and this and that. It's like, you realize how many lifts a, a ref is watching throughout the day who's, like, volunteering their time. Getting paid, what, very little. They give you a little yeah, bit, but it's like, very yeah, little. That's the other thing, besides for the charity misconception, is like, oh, USPA workers, they're making all this fucking money. <laughs> Bro. It's like enough to cover your, like, gas and Yeah, it's, it's maybe enough to make it through that weekend even. But, yeah, it, I mean, there's plenty of opportunities to give back, too. Spotting and loading. I, I know it's a shitty job. It's a tough job. But if you want to, like, be involved in a sport, see the sport become bigger and better – Donate your time. If you think you can do better than those spotters and loaders, do better. Do better. We, yeah. we welcome it. We always welcome the help, man. Trust me, there is never a meet that goes by where I'm like, I could, I could use one more person. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's always that way. And um, when you said, like, you know, you hate seeing, like, the younger guys who, like, barely know much of the sport, I'm on the opposite of that. I fucking hate the old heads. I fucking <laughs> hate the dude's experience. I, hate, I fucking hate the guys who have as many years in as me talking fucking shit you know better yeah fucking act like it true that's true it's embarrassing i'm embarrassed for you yeah yeah it's just you know one of those things you know come out do your part it'll only make it better we always try and get so many spotters and loaders at this point i literally try and get like 15 16 people to show up that way we can sub them out keep them moving they all get paid as well and you know it's still sometimes hard to find enough people because you know, it's tough. Most people want to just kind of like sit back, make their Instagram posts, c cry a little, and then never give back. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah. True. I mean, we, yeah. And I give out free tears. You don't got to pay for those. I cry every meet. <laughs> I'm a little bitch when it comes to that. I'm fucking straight up. Dude, I am. Dude, am I, uh, no joke. Like, if it's sad or, like, bad, fucking stoic, nothing from me. Yeah. Dude, my, my grandma passed, and I was super fucking close with her. Uh, when I came out of uh, – my mom told me when I came out of, um, like, all the morphine and stuff from surgery, like, the first thing I was asking for, I was like, where's Grandma Debbie? And, like, she's like, Travis, she's fucking just gone. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just stoic as fuck. But then when it comes to, like, meets and, like – Seeing Tim and Rob and like, dude, like a little bitch. Oh my God. When those two walk up and get their fucking like medals or shit, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so fucking, I'm so fucking proud of you, man. Like, I'm terrible, man. Oh, and I cry, dude. I cry every cave meet. 
I'm like, oh my god, thank you for picking my gym, <laughs> dude. I'm terrible, terrible. Oh, if it's man. if it's happy and it's dual lifters, I cry every fucking time, man. Every yeah. time. Not ashamed of it either. No, I fucking, yeah. I I cry on the microphone in front of everyone. I don't give a shit. <laughs> have many times no i think that's awesome man you know what it means to you you know what it means yeah to yeah potentially and, I mean, like, people, so. and i'm not shy about this shit like i like i sincerely hope when people see that like like i hope it means as much to you as it does to me like i hope it gives you what it fucking gave me man yeah it fucking gave me everything yeah no and i think you can see that in everything that you do giving back the way you do all of that stuff uh, we're, we'll, we'll lighten the mood a little bit Sorry. here <laughs> we'll lighten the mood a little bit here we got a good question um, he wants to know, did your tattoos hurt? <laughs> I love this. These are my favorite questions. And I'll, and I'll try not to, I'll try not to be like too mean or sarcastic while answering it. So like, uh, so some of my favorite questions I get on Instagram resemble this quite uh, frequently. Um, it'll be guys that are like, Hey man, uh, I, th <laughs> I think your head tats are like real sick, bro. I'm thinking about getting one. You think my job will be okay with it? The fuck? I don't know where you work. I don't know what your pain tolerance is. Like, I don't know what they're going to say. I'm like, they're like, I'm like, nah, man. I don't like, if you have to ask a stranger online that you don't know yeah. if they think you should get a head tattoo, I, I probably wouldn't do it. It's probably not a good shot. But in the end, I'm just like, yeah, man, let me know. Let me know if you get their raise. Like, yeah, <laughs> just shoot the shit. See what happens, man. Um, but in all seriousness, yes, they fucking hurt. Um, I'll say the older I got, the worse they hurt. Um, when I was like 25, 26, I could sit like a rock, man, like six-hour thigh pieces and shit like that. Now it's like 10 minutes in. I'm like, bro, fuck, are we done yet? Like, I can't. Yeah, it's funny that you said that. When I was like, I was like finishing up my arm, this guy comes in. He was going to get his back touched up. This dude, he was like, he, I, don't, I don't know if he's quite, you know, as tatted as you are, but he had like this monstrous back piece. It was sick. The craziest detail, color. And he said the same thing. He's like, man, like, I don't know what happened. Because like, he came in as, like, <laughs> my guy's, like, finishing yeah. me up. He had Pastor, my tattoo artist, like, just start slapping on the numbing cream. Yeah. He's, like, layered up, too. He's like, last time you didn't put enough on. Like, it was, <laughs> like, just, like, an inch off of his back. And he's like, yeah, that, that you need it thick like that. <laughs> he's like, man, he's like, trust me. I'm so not. I've, uh, we tried that once on my back piece. Yeah. Uh, so the guy that was doing my back, um, crazy slow, like great artist, amazing artist, crazy slow. Yeah. Uh, and there's like fucking dig into China. Like I'd say I have a pretty fucking high pain tolerance. Like I've sat through some badass tattoos, some bad injuries and been fucking fine. Yeah. Um, but bro, like, back on like kidney area and shit fuck no it's so bad but um i i my back piece still isn't finished like if I, and i don't know i'm gonna be real with you i don't know if i'll ever finish it but uh my buddy jj who did a couple he did one on me right before um i went into the hospital and I, it was actually wrapped up i got tattooed like two days before i blew out my quads they wrapped it in gauze, and I didn't put lotion or nothing on that bitch. It was wrapped up for, like, three weeks. Damn. Healed beautiful. Oh, really? So when they say you got to do this, this, and that, I don't know, I, man. I know. I, I feel like everyone know, has bro. their own, like, special formula. Yeah. They're all different. I'm like, I don't, does it My special matter? formula is I treat it like shit and see what happens. <laughs> it, works, it works almost every time. Oh, man. Uh, the other one would be um, when people ask me, they're like, how long should I wait to lift? Because you have a lot of tattoos and you also lift. How long should I wait to lift after getting tattooed? 
And I'm like, like, dude, I, I spray back to, you know, I'm in there in like fucking 10 minutes. Like yeah, I've literally right. gone from the tattoo shot to my gym. It's yeah. five minutes away from my gym yep. and just go fucking lift. And I'm like, just don't be a dumbass. Like if you got a thigh piece and you know, the deadlift bar is going to rub your thigh, like use a fucking trap bar. Yeah. If you're, you know, the squat bar is going to on your back and you got a back piece. Use the SSB that sits up on top of your shoulders. Like, yep. just don't be a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, it's it's really that simple. It's pretty, like, practical. But That's you'd be I, surprised. Some dumb motherfuckers Some people out there. overthink it a little bit. Yeah, they really like, do. Just, you know, yeah. don't. And spray it with Bactine. Get yeah. Bactine. God damn, get Bactine. Like, spray it a lot. Bro, these tattoos, <laughs> not a single one hurt. Like, I think though, I'd say, all right, I'll do top five real quick. Top five worst tattoos, um, and this is in no particular order. I'm just the top five. I know hurt like a motherfucker. Um, knee ditches, like back behind mm. your yeah, knees where it bends, a lot of tendons and shit. Terrible. Um, my knee ditches were bad. Um, I actually got a matching one with Jess recently on my fucking ankle bone, like mm. towards the bottom of my foot but covers the bone. We got matching uh, hearts. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for valentine's day they have yeah. butts in them it's like a heart with frills on it and then yeah. it's got like a lacy underwear and a butt there inside because we both like butts yeah i'm not afraid she she has i'm an ass man i'm a, <laughs> I'm, I'm not afraid my say my wife has a great butt on this podcast let's see it's a good butt it's a good butt so we got matching butt tattoos but i won't lie that there's like a little spot faded out and i will not get that touched the fuck up it was terrible damn ankle bones are really bad um. Yeah, top of the head, crown of your head, like my Pharaoh's horses. That was fucking it's gnarly. Be, yeah, it's gotta uh, be. That was pretty bad. Um. Uh, yeah, but they're fast. If you're like your temples and shit are pretty bad, but like it's mostly loud mm-hmm. and it rattles your eyes, so you get a headache really quick. Yeah, pubic bone. I got like a big ass dagger with a sobriety seven that runs through it, like deep under my belly button. Yeah, like. Probably like that was pretty bad. <laughs> I don't like that. Ribs are bad. Um, I have big like a uh, leopard split on one side. Like the cat's ass is on one side and the head's on the other. That was pretty bad. Um, your butt. My butt's done. Oh really? Fuck that shit. Yep. I feel like I would have thought that would have nope. been like maybe a little, nope. a little better. There's a reason you get spanked on your ass as a child, and it's because it fucking hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tattoos are no different. <laughs> Feels like someone's carving like just a fucking steak knife around on your butt cheeks. Fucking, yeah, not fun, not fun. Yeah, so all the tattoos fucking hurt. Um, but the way I handle it is, I tell myself, um, one and done. So you sit through it fucking once, and then you're done. So you either want it or you don't. True. That's how I deal with it. Very true. We'll we'll end it with one more question, quick one. What was the first program you've ever used? Oh fuck. Program? Was there anything like, like I remember like, like I are we talking like Googled old school something. like cube method or five three one or I like, did like some, a Smolov or yeah yeah five three one I think actually, Russian squat every day no um yeah no 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 so I'll tell you what I did use uh and this is a great way to end this um because shout out to Zach Rector um so Zach Rector was this giant guy who worked at GNC who went to the GNC next to my college I went to Salisbury University for a time. Um, when I got into lifting, when I got sober, um, we used to go to World Gym before it got bought out in Salisbury. Um, he went to military school. He was like six foot five, like two eighty five, like a monstrous human being. Uh, would just like warm up with like three fifteen on the bench press. No joke. Would just lay down, and fucking start repping that shit out. Monster walking barbell lunges with like two twenty five. Just a fucking diesel human being. And when I got into um, 
the reason I'm answering it with this question for programming is I did what he did. And the rule was he was double slash pretty much triple my size at the time because I was cracked out. So I was like a buck 30 soaking wet. He was like, you're half my size. You have to do half my weight. So if he repped out 90s, I had to rep out 45s. And so, like, that was that was the program I followed. I yeah. followed this big-ass dude around who was trying to get me right and repped out half of what he was doing. And as I got stronger, he was like, all right, now you're going to do two-thirds. Now you do three-fourths. And eventually I got strong as fuck, and I gained weight. I was like a buck fifty, And, like, a bunch of his friends were like, yo, for how small you are, you're strong as fuck. They're like, have you ever heard of powerlifting? I'm like, what's that? And now here we are. Dang. That's how we we actually got the real start there. Yeah, that was the real, real start. The origin Um, story. But I did want to. Zach actually passed away um, four months ago. So damn. R.I.P. Zach. Appreciate everything you did for me when I was young and getting into the sport. Changing lives. Yeah, he would be. Hell yeah. So, damn. Yeah. Good to have you on the show, man. I feel like we covered a lot. Yeah, we did. Yeah, these people take something away from not just like. And if you ever up. if you ever want to do a, an entire one like an hour long of just like fucking furious ranting, I'm oh, also man. down with we'll that. Get you, we'll get yeah, I'm starting to get a little was... hype on like the the do give back to your sport shit. Yeah, I'm fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, get, yeah, we're stringing yeah. emotions across yeah, the yeah. board, but yeah, we'll definitely get you back. We'll get into some more detailed stuff. You know, maybe programming. You know, all, all of the damn things. There's unlimited topics that we could get into. You're around. You're close. So I float, I float around, uh, last thing real quick. Um, shout out to everyone that helped out last weekend, King of the cave weekend, Schulenberg, Marv, Bricker, Carl, AJ, everyone, all my spotters and litters. Uh, you guys were fucking amazing. I couldn't do this shit without you. Uh, shout out to the estrogen ocean, which is what I refer to as me and like all the fucking females at my gym. It was literally me <laughs> and them. Like but uh, half of them were spotted and loaders, half were refs, and they're fucking incredible, and I could not do it without you ladies holding down the fort. Um, and speaking of fort, um, shout out to Liz Fortress and my wife who just joined her team as co-pilot, uh, Jessica Rogers, uh, for Fortress Athletics. So if you're looking for coaching, those two ladies will get you right. Um, they also have much more patience than I do. So they're, they're a little bit better at – talking to people than Hell I know yeah. probably we could tag them they yeah yeah definitely definitely plug. oh and shout out real quick you? sorry um Bobby Bolin you're the fucking man Jim and Josh you're the fucking men love all you guys and appreciate everything you do for me for USPA Delaware and Maryland I could not do this shit without you people um and I greatly greatly appreciate your time and everything you've taught me shown me and continue to do for me so to many more meets together I appreciate you guys hell yeah and you can find him on Instagram, Papa Bear Rogers. Papa Bear Rogers. All the things. All the things. Thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. it. Thank great. you so much for having Honestly, me, dude. We'll definitely get you back on here. Appreciate everyone for listening to another episode. Make sure you subscribe to the damn channel. Like, comment, do all the things. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Yeah.